Hello, flower children. Welcome, Welcome to, to High, High Crime. Crime. I'm Kayla. And I'm Helene. LA. The NYC. We love true crime. And we love weed. If you couldn't tell by the amazing way we just did this <laughs> intro, we are both stoned. What are you smoking? Okay, so I did actually smoke a joint. I mean, not the entire one, or I would be, like, floating. Oh. But I smoked Craft House Sativa Pre-Roll. Oh. Because sativa is supposed to be good for creativity. Nice. Um, all I know is it definitely is good for being a little fuzzy. I'm a fan of fuzzy. <laughs> How about you? Oh, so I'm in New York City, so... um. I had some oil, and I don't know what it is, and someone gave it to me, and it's good, because... Right, you're still on the old school method of acquiring weed, which is just having people give it to you. Yep, old school method. Here's $25, here's whatever. (laughs) Whatever you've got, I'll have it. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Okay, so we had decided to do a fitnessy theme for this first episode. So, Helene, what am I going to talk to you about today? You are going to talk to me about the yoga <laughs> store murder. Yoga store murder. All right. So, this is this there's just a lot going on here. Um first of all, the yoga store that it happens at is Lululemon, no. which no, is the super pricey. Here's like a, I'm gonna sell you a culture so that you pay over a hundred dollars for a pair of yoga pants. Lululemon um tells me that you probably are really mean. If I see someone wearing Lululemon, I assume that they were really they would have been really mean to me in high school. Oh my god, yes, that's exactly that's exactly the look. I would have been mean to you in high school. Yes. Uh, and and when we talk about the culture there, this will all make so much sense. Because so I did some research. Ooh. And when you're working at Lululemon, you're not called a salesperson or a customer service representative. You are an educator. Oh, gross. And that's because you're not selling anything. You're educating people on the technical features and functions of garments that empower them to make their own choice. Oh, that sounds not creepy at all. Yeah, it sounds... The next thing, they're big on, as you saw in this statement, they're big on choice, um, which is... And by choice, they basically mean just like that dickish apology where you just blame everything on someone else. And if you choose to be upset, that's on you. Um, so I, I read this piece on Jezebel. I'll give names later, but the writer talks about one time a customer spit on her in the store, which would be shocking for a yoga shop, except that I can imagine the people, the people I've dealt with at like bath and body works, are if they're spending $120 and they don't like what they get. So her manager's response to that was her, like, she didn't even care. She wasn't going to deal with the, you know, unruly customer. They, uh, they said it was just her choice to be upset about it. 
I mean, just get over it. If you get upset, that's you're choosing to. That to me is so funny as like a management system because like we've all been those dumb people in situations <laughs> where we're like, I'm sorry that you're so upset at what I said, but just so you know, and then looking back, you're like, wow, I was the dumbest bitch ever. Um, and that's a terrible management system. No management system should be based on like the shittiest moments we have as humans. But maybe that's capitalism. That's another story. <laughs> well, it really does work for this company because then it sets up a system where if you point out something that's wrong or unethical, they're just going to say it's your it's you choosing to com- complain. They're not going to ever acknowledge anything wrong with the company. Kind of perfect for a company like that. I want to I want to use that as an excuse next time someone's upset at me like maybe at work I just don't do an assignment and I'm like I'm sorry that you're choosing to be upset that we can't deliver to a client but I'm taking me time today to ruin your life okay (laughs) (laughs) that's fair I'm choosing that's a choice on my part and yours like we could really just get through this together if you only just yeah or just chilled out just chill out you know that really works for situations conflict management tried and true but there's more so you get constant feedback or as they call it coaching so basically this person was saying that they they just like tear you apart like and it, and not even like when you're getting a review, but just like literally any day, you're constantly being scrutinized I and watched. I was about to say I could really see how this leads to murder. Is this like that? Sounds like a cult. It does, yeah. Um, here's here's where it sounds more like a cult. Oh. If you walk in and you're in a you know bad mood, they make you do a clearing. Which, no, yeah, which <laughs> basically means. You have to stand there and tell your manager, who's probably like four years older than you and a complete stranger, that, you know, your boyfriend broke up with you or you and your girlfriend got in a fight or like you failed a test because you have to tell them and then they coach you on how to get over it. I love that. That's amazing. That's very, that's very Scientology going clear. You know what I mean? Yeah. I wonder, are there like several rungs to lululemon and when you get to the the center you're like officially a lulu or something or a lemon do you get to if there is i am not ingrained enough to be able to know i would love that that's like a new i'll i'll do a conspiracy theory video on that because that won't get racist because i'm tired of every conspiracy theory being like ending up being super racist I'm like okay you're either a lulu or a lemon and there's you you know that right. yeah lemon that's a fruit so you know yeah okay yeah like don't be racist and concentrate on fruit-based conspiracies perfect yeah what uh, is the fruit industry up to that's what I'm saying. Anyway. All right. Um, so another fun fact about Lululemon is it's part of their business plan pretty much to not 
advertise, at least not in the traditional sense, but they pressure their educators to take classes in the community or do activities wearing Lululemon. So then you're, you know, the positive influence that's also wearing their clothes. So basically you're pressured to take these like classes. They reimburse two classes a week, but you don't obviously don't get paid for the, for doing it, for using your free time. I would plus if they reimburse two hours a week. That kind of gives you the impression or the idea of how much they wanted you to do this. If they're like giving you two free classes, like two days out of seven days you're spending going to class for your job. I also like that could be up to probably like 60, 70, 80, 100 bucks. And like, I would rather that go towards my paycheck. Right? Like, and then employees would buy more, like, with the employee discount, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Well, yeah. The, in addition to that, you don't get any overtime. Uh, you have to, like, a lot of managers I read work up to 20 hours a week off the clock, which I mean, haven't we all? But for this to be the company plan, you know, to have things to not allow overtime and then just know that when people go into overtime, they'll just work for free. These people that are getting paid like $12 an hour. Well, the people who wear Lululemon are the same people who are bosses or managers that literally are just like, who like think of jobs as kind of like, their employee do it for like, I don't know, like picking a charity in the as a 1900 socialite, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a hobby you do. Yeah, yeah, I I totally get that feeling. And and that's how they're like, yeah, it's for the good of the team. It's like, no, it's not pay me, bitch. (laughs) Uh, Well, you'd have to get over that because it's literally part of the job to be friends with your coworkers. Oh, no. They call it, hold on, wait for this. They call it getting related. Ew. Sounds, yeah, NSFW. That sounds gross. I don't yeah. want to, I, I don't want to do that. Well, the, what they're doing is they're making it, the, it goes from having, you know, a, a an after school job to having, like, this is your entire life. Like, you have to get to know everyone. You have to always be thinking work. Because you're, you need to be familiar with your coworkers, probably hang out with them outside of work. Then you have to take classes at least twice a week to show off the merchandise. I mean, and then there's the days that you actually work. It's just like, that's they want it to be your entire life, which is funny because, again, they're paying, like, minimum wage. That's, I wouldn't have thought that they pay minimum wage, but it also makes total sense. Yeah, I think those big companies that... The ones that you're like, oh my god, they have so much money, they don't need anything. They're the ones who are barely paying their employees, which I guess is also how they keep all that money. True. Like, people who work at, like, big box stores should technically be making, like, way more money than anybody in, like, a white-collar job. Like, anyone working at any big box retailer should literally be, like, making $100,000 because the company could afford that. But Oh, yeah, they could, but... They don't care. Yeah. Sales right. would make that oh. money. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Heroes of society. 
<laughs> um, okay. Now you've already mentioned it, but just in case anyone at this point still didn't feel like it was a cult, here's where you're going to falter. They teach employees this thing called the collective, which is a celebration of Lululemon's culture. It's basically a cult. Like they they hold this program and they teach all these lessons that are just like, don't blame Lululemon. Like we love Lululemon. Lululemon is family. It's taking care of each other. It's blah, blah, blah. So then you can never talk bad about it because you're part of the collective. Oh, there is no workplace that is your family. Let's oh my God. Yes. Say that for the kids in the back of the class, yes. the top of the Work stadium. Not, family. not your family. And if someone's asking you if you're either a Lulu or a Lemon, it's time to leave. (laughs) Yes. And if your boss tries to guilt you into not making enough money or working more hours because you're a family, ask them if they'll pay, you know, your to fix your car when it breaks down or if they'll they're they're not they're they're your family when they want to guilt you into working more for less pay. I've been there. We've all been there. Don't buy it. Not saying you can't be friends with your coworkers, but just remember, they are not your family. They do not have your best interests at heart. Oh, and and no venting. No venting to... No. Oh, God. Rookie mistake I've made it myself. No venting to coworkers. Unless unless it's like a... um, Unless it's a a neutral neutral ground. You know what? But here's the thing. They basically make you vent to your coworkers with the clearing. <gasps> no. That's why it's such a cult because they literally control every aspect and they make you their whole lives. So they literally are doing Scientology audits on their like yoga pants yeah. salespeople? Yeah, 100%. We are living in such a post-capitalist, like new, what is it, post capitalism nightmare yeah that's that's like anytime I'm high this is like where I go to I'm like (laughs) the world (laughs) oh my gosh okay well and that was that's all just the stuff that I found from quote unquote educators but if there's I mean like any shitty company they also have trouble up higher in the ranks like sexism and you know men manipulating people and uh I mean we all know about the guy who said there was nothing wrong with their yoga pants that had to be recalled but just heavier women aren't meant to wear our pants because they stretch out the fabric oh that's so gross and also his name is chip I've never Yep. I've literally never met, like, a good guy named Chip. Chip Wilson. He sounds like a villain from an 80s movie. Yes, he has a pop collar. He has Ray-Bans. Oh, oh That's literally what I was picturing. He's on a yacht, and, like, Hall & Oates is playing in the background yeah. while he, like, I don't know, does, like, creepy, disgusting stuff. Gloves. Yeah. Um, But so he had to resign after everyone was so upset then the next ceo also had to resign but this one was because he'd been dating one of the store's designers also a younger woman 
And he would not only use company funds to like take her on business trips on a jet and stuff, but she's moving up in the company. She's getting all these great positions. And, you know, if there are different opportunities for designing, she's always the one that's picked. Uh, but then Ooh. this guy, because they, they all know how to manipulate people, he would throw these fancy parties and he would invite certain people and not specifically not invite others. So they would be well aware that they were he was having a party and they weren't invited. So then they would, I mean, it would, business is already cutthroat, but if, you know, you getting invited over someone else gets you a position, you're going to do it. So now he's having grown men and women basically like fighting each other to be his friend. Oh, I, I certainly would be so upset. I'd be like, oh my God, they got free, like Cristal and, and like a Mercedes Benz car and like um, they they got to do this and that and like as a cancer I like would just be pitted with jealousy and contempt for my coworkers oh my God, like, all the time. I'm getting invited next time. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly, and that's the point. And then you're gonna do whatever it takes so that you get invited. So then none of this is technically on company time. This is you just wanting to impress your boss because you chose to. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Also, I really hope I really hope that that woman, the designer, got to keep all of the like crazy gifts that the CEO gave her. Like, collect, collect <laughs> your change, man. Collect your change. Well, I think we're still together. Oh, okay, good for her. You know, get get that, um, get the money. <laughs> Put it in the bank. I'll just deal with him. That's so. true. That's true. So who's the real winner? No one. We all lose in the that's life. <laughs> super positive crime podcast. I don't know. Is there a way to be super positive about murder? I mean, some people are, I guess. I remember watching that Dark Taurus show and there was that woman who was like Jeffrey Dahmer's biggest oh. fan. She literally showed up when she met up with him in a shirt with his face on it. I'm so unsure how to process all of what you said right now. It's really alarming. It's like the talking about true crime is one thing, but to be like a stan for a murderer is just like, that's the person that at work you're like, I don't want to be anywhere near her, but I also don't want to ever upset her. Yes. There was, um, I once went to school with a girl who like drew pictures of people being stabbed. And this was before like, you know, therapy was a thing. And, um, and I just was so nice to her and people would make fun of her. And I'm like, you fools. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. She's going to come in and shoot up this building and she's not going to shoot me exactly be nice to everyone that's it's not that hard and I have not lived up to that all the time talk about them behind their back where they don't hear it like a normal person yes be secretive and petty like a good person and then just don't get shot I think that's honestly that's so sad but I feel like that's like our new day-to-day is just like I hope I don't 
die today while I'm doing something completely mundane <laughs> and totally normal. Yeah. Um, but hey, welcome to 2019. The apocalypse is now. Well, let's have something more positive, like murder. <laughs> yes, please tell me. Tell me more. Okay, so all that crap that I just unloaded on you is just basics about the company. That's not even the main story. It's just that this happened at this company and kind of showing why that should make sense. Okay. All right. Here we go. So this murder took place in downtown Bethesda, Maryland, which is supposed to be super bougie, waspy, nothing ever happens, everybody is really wealthy, the stores are real fancy, and overall it's a really safe place. Nice. Sounds sounds terrifying. Go ahead. <laughs> so at 8 a.m. on Saturday, March 12th, 2011, so not that freaking long ago, a Lululemon educator arrived for work. And so, I mean, I already feel bad for this girl because she's working alone starting at 8 a.m. So she's opening this bougie store and she hears a noise at the back of the store. And like the bad bitch that she is, she doesn't follow it by herself because she knows that company is not paying her enough to possibly die for them. Good. So she she just pulls some random man on the street and is like, you need to go in here and check this out for me. <laughs> but I mean, props to him, Mr. Knight in Shining Armor, because he did. And he went in for her. And he found a bloody, horrific crime scene straight out of the shine. And that is the last time he did a horrific does that mean nice <laughs> He's like, I learned my lesson. No, what's the phrase? No good deed yes. goes unpunished. <laughs> yeah, so what he saw was Brittany Norwood, 27. She was tied up and bruised, oh. which is devastating. But then you hear that her coworker, Jaina Murray, 30, was dead. On the floor, bloody, having sustained 331 separate wounds. And you, I can't even, I was trying to Google something to say like 330 is like a length of a football field. You know what I mean? Like I was trying to find some visual to show how many that is. And I I just couldn't. That's literally insanity. That's awful. Oh my god. And they were from at least five different weapons. What? If ugh, I don't understand that. Like just just if if you're already being terrible and murdering, just do like one. One and done. Just like you know what I mean? <laughs> well, also, it's just like if you're if you're so amped that you're in such a state of mind, such a blind rage that you can stab someone over 300 times. How do you also have the clarity of mind to switch tools? That, that I, I feel like there's going to be some calculated crime here. Am I correct? Yeah, that would be safe to say. But first, let's go back to the beginning. So the night before, 
Murray and Narwood had been closing this fancy schmancy store themselves. And after they left, Norwood called Murray back in because she said she forgot her wallet. So even though they had left and locked up the store and everything, they both go back inside. They're allegedly followed by two masked men. And we know what happened. Uh, Police thought it was just this, you know, one-off crazy attack, just maybe robbers coming through, although nothing was taken. That is so weird. Also, robbers usually don't have, like, five murder weapons. Yeah, because they're not there to murder. They're like, let me get in, get out, get home. Exactly. Take the money and run. It's a very Mm -hmm. straightforward robbery task. They would never spend enough time to stab someone that many times because you need to get the money before, you know, the silent alarm is triggered and get the hell out of there. This was definitely a a crime of passion because not only was it stabbing, which usually is a crime of passion, but that many times. Ugh, what's next? But it totally fucked up the whole town, which, like, of course it did because there are these, like, you know, rich people, the kind of, the kind of women who go, who walk their dogs to the park, you know, at like 10 PM. Like you have a sense of security that you're just ignoring all of the risks. You know what I mean? You get to feign ignorance that the world is bad because you feel so safe. You should just be like a normal person and just see, um, horrible things happening in every corner and just be on high alert because that's what the rest of us have to deal with or the rest of us anxious people or, <laughs> that, might, or having anxiety. that might be called anxiety hi and on anxiety kayla and helene <laughs> our memoirs but yeah so these pe- people were so freaked out all those fancy stores which surprisingly didn't already have security cameras installed them private security guards were escorting workers to their cars um, which, if they were hired by the stores, that's good on them. Um, Wait, can I just interrupt? Um, stores that didn't have security cameras yet had security cameras installed? Yeah. What, why? What kind of store does not have a camera? Well, maybe, maybe they had indoor ones, but they didn't have ones like so you could see, you know, right out front of the store or something. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe they just added more security cameras. Gotcha. I don't know. Um, but the, the favorite thing that I read was private citizens were just, when they just going to stores asking if they had sold any ski masks recently to try to find these men. <laughs> what? Everybody became a vigilante. <laughs> that, that's how, that's how, <laughs> upset this town was for something bad happening in their good rich suburb i am kind of upset i'm very upset and obsessed with that um statement (laughs) just made because i just picture like a rich white woman going excuse me sir have you sold any ski masks recently i'm not sure if you know but they're are murderers on loose in this town and I'm trying to get to the bottom of this and it's like I'm not sure if you know how how crime criminal investigations work 
<laughs> I love it, actually. It is pretty funny. I'm picturing like one of the old aunts from Coraline. <laughs> yes. Or even like an old rich dude also being like, excuse me, sir. Have you sold any ski masks? I'm trying to keep this neighborhood safe. Well, and they probably wouldn't even know where to go to get a ski mask. I just picture them at like a Starbucks. <laughs> have you seen anybody in a ski mask? <laughs> Did you have any seasonal promotional ski masks? <laughs> any really inappropriate promotions? <laughs> um, oh, and there was a reward for $150,000 if you had any tips to help find the killer. Those rich people aren't doing anything. Do they, Does anyone know about the income inequality? That's like $5 to them. That's true. Yeah. Gotta up the ante there. Because I saw that and I was like, holy shit, I'd be like Nancy Drew in it for that money. Same. But that's like, I don't know. The people who can are probably like, ugh. Uh, well, I'll just ask if they have a ski mask. <laughs> as scary as that all is uh the reality was of course that there were no intruders (gasps) there were no big scary men with masks on it was all one person and that person was Brittany norwood (gasps) she had killed murray brutally stabbing her over 300 times with at least five weapons because Jaina had caught her trying to steal a pair of yoga pants. <gasps> Fucking yoga pants. That's what happens when your yoga pants cost over $100, is your employees got to steal them to keep up, and now someone's murdered. So, thanks. <laughs> That's insane. Yeah, she was worried. And this is also kind of the look of, I mean, you can totally tell that this was just a crazy crime of passion. because. It's like that story on My Favorite Murder about the the boy who killed his little neighbor because she, I forget, she wasn't supposed to be playing at his house and she was and then she got hurt. And if she kept crying, this kid's dad would find out he had a friend over and he'd get punished. So he murdered her so they wouldn't tell. So it just shows how like hyper-focused his like his thoughts are that he is worried about getting in trouble so he kills someone. As opposed to the like all the trouble that comes after fucking killing someone. I would like to note that this is what happens when we live in a punitive society. There's a different way to process emotions and to exercise caution, concern, and, you know, um, like being a good person. I bet that. No, you're trying to stab someone. Yeah, right? It's that, anxi- <laughs> it's that like overwhelming anxiety that all of us feel to varying degrees based on privilege of like what what am I doing am I doing this wrong do I have to do something like all of these like crazy things that go on in your head well yeah because the reason she did it was because she didn't want to get fired because she wanted to be a personal trainer and she didn't want to derail her precious career. So it was in her mind it made more sense to murder her coworker and stage a crime scene than to just possibly get fired from Lululemon. That, I, there's, there's so much to unpack. Yeah. So how, and, and this was the same woman that, this was the woman who was tied up, right? Yeah, yeah. So she 
she had given herself minor wounds, uh, bound her own hands and ankles, and then here's the really twisted part, spent all night lying next to a bloody corpse. No! No! Oh, no. You have to think about it. She was discovered tied up when the guy walked in. So that means even though we, we now know she was fine, she had to sit there all night in the dark with her. And if you were into any sort of like BDSM, you would know that you couldn't bound your own hands properly. Like if someone saw that, like the knot that you can make on yourself, there's no way... At least, I don't know, I'm not an expert, but, like, I don't think that there's a way you can do it that is so convincing that... No, I mean, that's a good point, but I think the more kind of obvious part is she said that these two men attacked both of them at the same time, and yet Jaina ended up with over 300 wounds, and she had a couple scratches on her arms. And her pants were cut. And she said that they were both sexually assaulted. But the kind of person who sexually assaults someone... I mean, basically what she's presenting here is there were two men and they murdered together, but they both had completely different methods. Yeah. That's, which is just not likely at not all. Add up. Do not stage a murder. Well, and just if you're gonna stage it, like, don't stab someone 300 times and then nick yourself just stab them once or you know not at all don't stab anyone at all i'm gonna put that out there just in case we do not condone stabbing we do not condone stabbing unless someone is trying to murder you and in that case is okay go ahead um go on (laughs) So to try to make the scene even more convincing, she took a pair of size 14 men's shoes from the store and walked them around through the blood so there'd be men's footprints. Of course, now that's one man, and she said there were two, but she did at least come up with that ruse. Oh, God. That's so disturbing to me. That's very, like, um... um, Calculated? Yeah, it's like calculated but also so creepy that she did like, it yeah you know what now i'm going to put on men's shoes and tramps around in my dead co-workers blood around the store that i work so that i can keep being a personal trainer what so, it's so twisted I, um i'm so tired but all of that doesn't even matter because i mean well it, it all is part of it but the police talked to the guys at the Apple store, which is right next door, and they flat out were like, yeah, we heard two women arguing. They they were like, there were no men. Wow. You know, if I was an investigator, I would at first be like, ugh, the, those guys at the Apple store are so sexist. Because they are. But... <laughs> <laughs> but in this case, they were right. Yeah, but they were right here. <laughs> this is terrible. So I I found this quote um, from the assistant state attorney, Mary Beth Ayers. And because, uh, you know, you're wondering, it's just all this stuff just really doesn't add up. Why, everyone believed it so quickly. She just was like, oh, two masked men. And they were like, oh, yeah, even though that seems like a crime right out of like a Christmas story, the like 
robber that looks exactly like a robber. But she said, as humans, we want to believe it's the masked men. We want that. That makes us feel better. You don't want to believe it's this articulated, educated, attractive girl next door. You don't want to believe that because that's someone you might trust, which I think is a really good point that you don't want to believe that this could have happened to you because you know people like that and you thought you were safe. Oh, that's such a good quote. I think that attitude is finally starting to change because now when I look at like a skinny white woman in Lululemon, I'm like, she could murder me. (laughs) Yeah, that's so true. I'm like, is that Betsy DeVos? Is she going to like have us all in the Hunger Games? Those are the ones that snap. Like if you ever watch those ID shows, it's those women who are just too perfect. Well, like I... Like, it's so funny to me because I used to work with some influencers and it's all fake. Like, it's all fake. Everybody wants this Instagram lifestyle. Everybody wants to be this hot personal trainer. It's not real. You're chasing a thing that will never exist and you will never be happy. You have to find your own happiness because even if you have all of those things, you'll never be satisfied with the with the constraints of Um, what success means in our society well yeah I think it's just you're told your whole life you know especially as women you know you need to you know go to school get a job get married be a mom and it's like if you do all of those things and you're like why am I still not happy and then you know every little thing your stupid husband does starts to annoy you and then you just lose it yeah I totally yeah as Paul Wood said you know, happy people don't kill their husbands. They just don't. Yes, Elle Woods. Ugh. So what happened to her? Did she go to jail? Well, so here's the thing. And again, you know, you might be thinking the cops were suspicious from the start. So why did they even let this victim, you know, vision play out? Well, they were super hesitant to charge her because it's like this nice, young, college-educated girl in their neighborhood. One of the cops was like, you've got to get this right. This is a hell of an allegation to make against somebody the community has embraced as a victim. So she coming out of it had this narrative, people were interviewing her, they were like, Oh, this is so sad. Like, you know, you had to go through this. And then to come out and be like, Oh, no, it was her fault is you have to really, really be sure. Yeah, that's messed up. Because and articulated, educated, attractive, those are all things that are like, that don't mean anything. Like you can be. Yeah, but to, to appearances, because the way you were just describing her, yeah. that's the same reason that everybody felt safe around Ted Bundy. Oh, yeah. You just trust an attractive person. You just immediately trust them more than someone who's not. How could this pretty person lie to me? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't know. I I would a hundred I think having been in a sorority, I would a hundred percent assume this pretty person is lying to me. <laughs> I also really like pretty people too, so it's not that. It's just like there's nothing about like that's the thing that's so messed up about our world because like there's literally nothing about looks, appearance, education or way of speech that tells you anything about a preconceived situation. Like, there's nothing, like, if someone committed a crime, 
just because they're educated or attractive. For sure. But I think that I think that you're coming at this from anxiety brain because I feel the same way when I see someone really pretty, I am immediately intimidated by them and I assume they're mean. And if they're nice, it's like a nice surprise. But I think that's because of like bullying as a kid. I'm like hyper aware and like, you know, my amygdala is super vigilant. But I, I, I wonder if regular people or neurotypical people are just, you know, the old kind of weatherman approach, you know, it's if someone, you know, if a guy is, has a deep voice, you trust him. If a girl has like a pretty smile, you trust her. Um, yeah, I, I could totally see that. I also, for the record, do not know any neurotypical people. (laughs) That's probably true. (laughs) Yeah. So I can't, I, on the record, I cannot speak on that. But Kayla, you might have some experience with knowing some of those types of. <laughs> you just got so serious on the record. Yeah. Um, but at least in this case, that's how people felt. They described Norwood as always happy, always smiling. She wanted to own her own gym one day. Uh, so they really just did not see it coming from this girl. Oh. But luckily, the police did and they had evidence um so she was sentenced to life in prison without the chance of parole and she like put on a real show and was crying and was during sentencing and was like I don't even care about me but just for my family they want the chance of parole but uh they I'm actually surprised at how hard they came down on her because a lot of times that doesn't work out that way but they were like no this was malicious the The judge said it was cold-blooded, brutal, calculated, deliberate, devious, and malicious. He was livid when he was talking to her. He said, you're one hell of a liar, man. So uh, they threw the book at her. Yeah. Which, I mean, good, because that is absolutely... I, I can understand the pressure that's put on her, and that's disgusting, but we've both been under similar pressure and never even thought of harming someone. So, I mean, it's just, that was just above and beyond brutal. Yeah, no, I've been under so much pressure that I have wanted to personally die. (laughs) (laughs) But never anyone else. No. even Even if I had fostered a thought like that, I would never have been able to think of such a violent end and then and to go through with it too. I mean, I just I can't even fathom stabbing someone once, let alone over 300 times. I think that also I think it just says a lot about a the kind of world we live in where the pressure is so great because clearly she had issues. Like yeah. if you're stabbing some if you're stabbing a coworker 331 times, Like, that's not just, like, I'm a cold-blooded killer. That's, like, I'm a cold-blooded killer with some, like... Serious anger issues. Serious anger issues, probably some unresolved trauma. Like, these are all things that build up. You know, like, when you're watching a documentary about a murder and it starts out, like, when he was a young boy, his mom shoved him in the basement and locked him in there. And you're like, well, now I know why he killed a million people. (laughs) and not that that makes that okay but like because we live in such an uncompassionate place 
it breeds the ground for very one percent because we're encouraged to deal with trauma so then people kind of suppress it in different ways and you know for me it's self-loathing but for her it was yeah I think a pretty good um like pop culture rendition of that is um um what was what was it shattered um the one with amy adams one the sisters in missouri what is it about (laughs) i don't know oh wait the murder show yeah oh oh um that's a gillian flynn i love her yeah Uh, objects oh my god that's my favorite book of hers not yeah not not shattered glass sharp that's that's what I was thinking but shattered glass is the it's actually a great movie it's one of the few times you could praise Hayden Christensen but uh it's about Stephen Glass the writer who lied oh like working at like the New York Times or somewhere big and he made up flat out made up a bunch of stories because they were fascinating amazingly written stories because they were fake (laughs) Oh, you should have just submitted those to a fiction journal or something. <laughs> no, because they wouldn't have been as phenomenal as as a regular story. They were interesting, but as a reporter who found this person to talk to, they're genius. Oh, interesting. But yeah, the the sharp objects was so good because it showed two siblings who were exposed to the same abuse and one internalized it and one externalized it so yeah that's so true I mean spoiler alert but that is that's really true in that situation we would have been the Amy Adams although it's it's hard to imagine drinking vodka from a water bottle yeah it's rough yeah that that's rough although I have to say like at that is a crazy story And so, like, um, I could see how, without excusing her murder and calculated crime, I could see how she can end up, like, the externalizer, because... Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, and it's not... It's just, you're not saying it's okay. It's just, I can see why she had an outburst instead of, you know, instead of handling it in a healthy way that would have allowed her to process what was happening and what's even more messed up is like even if you internalize that you would still it could still end up in like really harmful um self-harm or death or whatever and it's just like oh yeah it's it I really think it speaks to like mental health and I know that like it gets that gets like deep and existential but like um, I'm not saying it's, not that deep, it's just yeah. true. Um, like we don't because we don't talk about it. Yeah, we don't talk about mental health, and I honestly believe that if we lived in a world where this woman could have had a chance to, I don't know, like not work overtime for free, or like live in a world where she could easily take time to become a personal trainer without having to, you know, work a retail job, or like any xyz that allowed for like mental health and wellness in a person ironically working for a wellness and health based company but we don't live in that world and that's how we get these situations that like obviously 
don't do it, but I also see why people with unaddressed um, mental health issues could end up in a that black. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she also later, so this was in 2011. In 2014, she mm-hmm. appealed the conviction, but it honestly was such bullshit because her lawyer was saying that, like, the cops tricked her into confessing, even though, like, she ended up confessing, but, like, coming in with her family. But uh, they were like, oh, yeah, the cops were unfair in the way they talked to her. But the Maryland appeals court affirmed the first-degree murder charge in 2015 because, obviously, they did because she fucking stabbed her coworker over 300 times. So... She's, uh, yeah, she's in jail. Well, that's good. I mean that she's not killing anyone. Yeah, I mean, I would say I hope she's getting the help she needs, but knowing our prison system, I would guess that she is not. But yeah, at least she can't harm anyone else. Yeah, when people are like, I'm glad she went to jail. I'm like, I don't know if that's like, I think maybe we should rephrase that. But but, like, I get, I mean, like, I get why. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, don't say that. But also, like, I think we need to, we need to look in the mirror and we need to, we need to start fixing something. Um, but, yeah, so that is the story of the yoga store murder. Wow. That's wild. That's kind of how fucked up. Also, just, like, the pressure of, like, fitspiration. <gasps> Like, you just feel like you need to, it's not even about really being healthy. You just need to look the part. Yes. And there's, like, all of the the keto diet and, like, like I'll see, like, straight out, like, comment wars break out over arguing about the keto diet. Yeah. It's just, every because all of these diets are unhealthy. So everybody's arguing about which one. Like, no, mine is healthy. Here's this random report from Dr. fucking Oz. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, my mom is a doctor, and she was saying about some, like, former colleagues who, like, not from her practices, but who went to medical school and, like, are kind of, like, quacky now. For sure, have the same education and know that it's wrong, but just want to make some money. And she's like, it is the worst because it tarnishes like the whole medical industry when real doctors are shilling these kinds of terrible, like bad nutrition products that promote like eating disorders. And that's why I love Jamila Jamil. Do you know who that is? Yes. From the good place. Yeah. Cause she highlights that like when celebrities are like, Oh, drink my fit tea. She's like, Nope, that's dangerous. That's bullshit. Well, yeah, because the fit. I love her so much. Yes, she's gorgeous too. Oh, she is. Yeah. Um, I the fit tea just makes you poop. Like it makes you have like diarrhea, and it doesn't really like, like. Well, yeah, and the thing is, if you're not eating and you're just drinking a bunch of tea, that's making you lose even more from your body. It's just like that you're losing weight because you're like taking away all of your body's food it's not because you're you know it's some miracle drink no and also like the people who hawk that stuff clearly have enough money to personal trainer personal chef yeah if all of us had personal trainers and personal chefs none of us would have to 
you know oh, I was so gorgeous you'd all have to watch out right like regardless of size we would just all be like jacked and fully nutritioned yeah. and like healthy lives like whatever size that is you know I could run up a flight of stairs and not be winded <laughs> yeah I would I would love that now <laughs> let's go from uh, to go from being super healthy to kind of the opposite <laughs> What do you have the munchies for right now? Oh, um, I <laughs> I have the munchies for because right before <laughs> right before we taped this, I was eating um, bean dip and tortilla chips, <laughs> and I have them sitting right next to me. So when we finish this um, podcast, I'm gonna keep eating those. Nice, that sounds really good. I weirdly have been into having toast but then with like butter and cinnamon sugar oh because that's something I like did as a kid I had this like McDonald's toy that you to make fries you would put a piece of bread in and twist it and it would kind of slice it up like strips and then I don't know why because this isn't savory like fries are but it was like you were supposed to put some cinnamon sugar on it and then this was like oh these are the fries and I've been doing that when I'm high I'm so not, not this not the strips part. <laughs> I'm so intrigued by this McDonald's toy that turns like a slice of bread into a cinnamon <laughs> twist. I, can you describe further? I'm like, honestly curious. <laughs> you know what? I will, I'll try to see if I can find like an old image of it. And if I do, I'll put it on our Instagram. <laughs> yes, please do. And also, um, if there's a theme song, like if you could find the old commercial, like I want to know what that is. Is it like, oh, yes. okay. Is it like, <laughs> take a piece of bread, put it in. Here's some fries with cinnamon. McDonald's. Oh, that was really good. Thank you. <laughs> you know, um, well, it was part of a set. So there was like a little soda cup that I think you could just like put, I think my mom would put like iced tea in or something. And then there was uh, like, there were like different, you were like making a whole fake McDonald's meal. There, There's so much to unpack there. <laughs> I'll try to find it. I'm glad you're living your best life though. Thank you. Your snack is way better than mine because that's a great backstory. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird I don't know why it came up but that's how I feel right now so wow <laughs> all right and uh I would like to say keep flying high Paul Rudd because he apparently just turned 50 and he looks exactly the fucking same as he did in Clueless which was obviously super dreamy yes Paul Rudd he age. Paul Rudd looks amazing and if you haven't been online you know that Paul Rudd looks amazing because he's been a pretty unproblematic fave and compared to other people his age, he looks great. Um, and uh, who who else should keep flying high? Jamila Jamil, because she's a badass. Yes, both of those people. Yeah. I like that. And both of those people should not die. No. Oh, my God. No. I'm so sad. Yeah. Keep flying high and don't die. Paul Rudd, Jamila Jamil. Um, I think that's about it. Oh, wait. Um, you should follow us on Instagram. High Crime Pod. And 
if you have any questions, comments, concerns, uh, you want to just talk about some good edibles or why Clueless was great and why we somehow found it okay that she got together with her stepbrother. Yeah, that's not okay. Email us at info at highcrimepod.com. All right, guys. Signing off. Later, bud. Because <laughs> that was that was a pun. <laughs>